0: Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this?
1: Come on, then I'll bite your legs off! I can take great power. Come straight to this world. We have a home. In 1956, he first appeared on motion picture screens across the country. His impact on audiences was instantaneous and unprecedented. His acting technique was revolutionary, his presence overwhelming. He possessed more raw talent than any performer of his generation. He soon became an international legend, a giant who took the world by storm. Then, suddenly, at the height of his fame, He retired from motion pictures. Now, he is back. And he's more magnificent, more glamorous, more devastating than ever. Prepare yourself. The greatest star of all has returned.
2: And welcome back to the 31st episode of the Monster Movie Stomp Down. Of course, you got Sludge here. Sitting across from me he is Mark. Our brother from Texas. Ruben. And our very special guest.
0: Oh, RJ. Hey. <laughs> we, we planned these perfectly, so uh, which is awesome.
2: Yes. Yeah, so thank you. We do have RJ back with us, Ruben's son. Very excited. Had a blast with uh, RJ on the last episode that he was on. And we're back for another Godzilla film this time. Um, so RJ, thank you for taking time out of your day because I know, you you know you're super busy and uh, probably had better things to do than finals,
0: finals coming up. <laughs> yep, oh. that's all right. It's my last week of undergrad ever, so you know. Oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> nothing major, nothing major there. So yeah, but... nothing, nothing big. You know, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> so I'm very excited about this episode it's because uh, well, we've been doing this show for almost two years. Well, two years this July, actually. Here in a couple of months. And uh, this is the one I've been looking forward to the most. So after this one, you know, we're not doing Monster Party Down anymore. Just kidding. We're still doing it. But but this is the one I'm most excited about. And, of course, it's a double feature because there is two versions of this film. But, of course, we are talking about Godzilla 1985 or in the original Japanese 1984. But we're going to call it The Return of Godzilla to kind of separate the two of them. Um, Super stoked. We get to see The Return of Godzilla after a 10-year hiatus in the first of the Heisei series technically which we'll talk about again here in a minute um but super super great film um we are all fans of it apparently other than rj but we'll get to that part too so you know <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be a repeat of ship of monsters but you know we got mark 2.0 in the form of rj this episode um but really, really good <laughs> film. So real quick before we uh, jump too much, there's, there's a lot to be said about this film, but let's get a synopsis out. Um, Godzilla, of course, has been a 10-year hiatus since t- uh, Terror of Meg Godzilla uh, brought the King of the Monsters back in the movie that negated the entire Showa series. This is a direct sequel to the original 54 film. Um, and in the movie, there's a volcanic, volcanic explosion on the Daikoku Islands. And uh, three months after the volcanic explosion, a during a uh, massive storm, uh, the shipping boat, Yohanamaru, with one of our main characters, Okamura, or an 85, his name is Ken, for some whatever reason, um, is on this ship, and uh, they're about to crash into Daikoku Island when out of the island comes Godzilla uh, in a very quick, awesome intro sequence uh, to the movie. And of course, you know, kind of the same storyline of the first one. Um, Godzilla ends up showing up in uh, a couple times, and defa- Japan has got to defend themselves against them. The only link it's to the original film, none of the other ones. Got a lot of great characters in this. Um, a lot of it centers around Goro Maki, who is the reporter. He's also the guy who ends up rescuing Okamura, or Ken, um, from the Ahadamaru, um, and then brings him back. And then it's kind of a cool government conspiracy of trying to keep it under wraps. But then Godzilla attacks a Russian nuclear sub, and the Russians decide to blame the Americans and to start war, stop war from happening. The Japanese finally decide to say, yes, Godzilla has returned. He is back, and they try to stop or prepare for his uh, arrival because we know he's going to show up on Japan's shores. He ends up showing up, attacking a nuclear power plant, uh, wiping it out of all radioactivity, and a flock of birds flies by, and this is the important part, and uh, he ends up following it back out to sea. They end up developing a plan, two plans, actually. The Japanese Defense forces were working in secret on a special pl- warplane, I guess you would call it, called the Super X. Uh, to defend the capital they decide to load this uh, super weapon up with cadmium missiles because cadmium interacts uh, with radioactivity hoping that it'll work good in negating godzilla and knocking him out and killing him of course it doesn't work Um, and then professor hayashida one of the other main characters along with goro and ken okamura and his sister naoko um, and another professor named manami are developing a device When they find out when Godzilla leaves with the birds on his first attack, he has a migratory pattern that he follows. So they use the same frequency of the birds to try and lure Godzilla to a volcano on Oshima Island. And the plan is, is to detonate or cause a premature um, eruption to bury Godzilla in the volcano. So two plans to stop him. Obviously super X fails, but has a great fight sequence with Godzilla and, uh, they end up luring him to Oshima Island in which he is buried in the volcano, presumably dead. But according to Professor Hayashita, he's immortal and he can never die. Um, really, really good movie um, from start to finish. And beginning; these are very drastically different films. Um, they not, when the Return of Godzilla came out, actually, Tomoyuki Tanaka started writing this film back in 1980. And in that one, the Return of Godzilla version he originally wrote, he was going to fight another monster called began Um, who was a shape-shifting monster. Super X was still in it, but had a much smaller role. Uh, But Godzilla returned and fought Began. Now, a lot of people may have heard, or some of you Godzilla fans that are listening, may have heard the name Began before. Began was the final boss monster in the Nintendo game Super Godzilla. He didn't make it for this film, but Tommy Yukitanaka was such a fan of the character of the monster that he did end up making it into that video game. So for those familiar with the name, that's why you know it. But, of course, after some reworks and some decisions, they decided to come up with this plot. They did keep uh, in the 84 film the nuclear issue um, still heavy in the forefront. Um, There's, you know, characters with the Russians and the Americans involved in this one kind of heavily. They do come to America or to come to Japan to talk to the prime minister, say, hey, look, we need to attack Godzilla with a nuclear weapon. Then um, when he shows up, you need to give us permission to attack him before he goes attacks anywhere else. And uh, so the prime minister has to deal with that decision, which he decides, no, it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, due to the there's a Russian ship in the harbor in Tokyo Bay um, that has a control for one of their nuclear warheads that's in a, on the satellite in outer space gets destroyed. And the satellite or the nuclear warhead ends up shooting off. And so there's a nuclear warhead heading to. Tokyo to detonate on Godzilla while Godzilla is destroying everything and fighting super X. So the Americans come in to help out and they end up shooting the nuclear warhead out of the sky. Um, so it's very nuclear, big presence on the nuclear side again, in this film, like the original one. Um, so again, he started in 1980 Ends up making the film and releasing finally in 1984. Now, this, uh, of course, special effects was done, I do really want to mention this, by Tariyoshi Nakano, who had taken over the reins from Aiji Tsubureya back earlier in the Showa series. Um, he claims this movie, and I agree with him too, is it was his shining achievement in uh, special effects, uh, especially as a special effects director. Um, this was also his last Godzilla film that he ever did. Not only did he direct the special effects for this, but... For those who may not know, um, he also was the assistant director on the film itself, so he did shoot some other scenes um, for this movie um, other than just special effects, which I thought was pretty cool for a way for him to go out. I thought it was cool that he got to do more than just that. Another thing special effects-wise I want to talk about real quick is his assistant, who wasn't credited, and Ruben and RJ, I don't know if you guys know this, but you know who this guy is, um, Shinji Higuchi, assisted Teruichi Nakano in doing the special effects and people are like oh who's that guy um if you've ever seen the 90s Gamera trilogy that's the guy that did the special effects for those movies um
0: did you guys know that no i did not that's cool yeah i
3: did because yeah. we've done the Gamera films already yeah. so that's yeah. i believe i've, I've seen yeah. those all
0: yeah and they were great I
2: oh phenomenal so i mean that's how and I mean he did i think higuchi's 90s Gamera films as far as the special effects are far superior to the 90s godzilla films uh, by a long shot oh, wow. um just wow. i mean the suits like
0: the special effects or the films in general
2: Well, uh, I'd, I'd probably <laughs> Uh-oh. say Uh-oh. both Uh-oh. depending on the, on the film okay here <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> depending on the film i'm gonna say both um but definitely special effects i mean oh, the special boy. effects in the 90s were great but I, I, you you can't argue that the gamma suits any of them uh, didn't look or operate better. I mean the eyes, the mouth, everything looked more organic and fluid. Yeah, um,
0: honestly, yeah, honestly you're you're kinda right. Cause I think the nineties gamma movies look a lot more modern than the nineties Godzilla movies do now that I think about it. I yeah. feel like I yeah. mean I'm I'm serving from memory here and I think I've seen the Gameras more recently. But no, I yeah, uh, yeah I mean, no, Gauss in it is amazing. Oh, That's an f- awesome film. Yeah
3: we've done the when we did the we've done the monster stomp downs on all of these
0: yeah.
3: that that came up.
0: I do recall yeah. that. I forgot which one it is, but the one with the Gauss in the in the stadium, or just like three of them. That one is that one is good. Yeah. Really oh yeah, good. that was the first
2: one, Guardian oh. Universe. So Yes, um, yeah. That one was great, though. Yeah, so I anyway, mean wait, sorry. Continue. Higuchi. <laughs> I mean that's that's where I mean the guy who gave us those films, special effects wise, this is the movie he started on, um, which is really cool. Um and it's got a I mean a great cast of people. There's a lot that went into this film. I mean, of course, Tomi Kinaka wrote the story. He produced it again. We got a new director with Koji Hashimoto, who I think did a great job on this one. Um, the musical score was very interesting. Um, very different because, I mean, of course, we're used to Akira Fukube from back in the Showa eras and the originals. Um, this one was done by Rajiro Kuroku. Um, and I think it was a phenomenal score. I mean, it's very, very different. We actually don't get a score like this in any of the other films because it kind of went back to the Showa-type soundtrack and score you know, from here on out. But uh, for this one, I thought it was really, really, really good. Then, um, of course, it has got a great cast. I mean, Ken, Ken Tanaka plays Goromaki. Um, y- Yasuki Natsuki plays Dr. Hayashida, um, and we've seen him before. He was actually in Gidorah, the three-headed monster. He played Shindo. Um, and I do want to mention that the geologist Minami, um, Hayashida's friend and other that helps him come up with a plan for the Oshima volcano, is Hiroshi Koizumi. He was also in Ghidorah, The Three-Headed Monsters. Um, He was the um, Dr. Murai, the scientist who was studying, ironically, the geologist who was studying the asteroid that Ghidorah was in. (laughs) Um, So he plays a geologist in both films. So it was kind of cool to see those two together. One of the other actors I I really want to talk about is the prime minister. Um, The prime minister, Kaiji Kobayashi. This is one of only, he's only been in two Tokusatsu films, but now as far as like the old samurai films uh, and stuff, it, it is he's done a lot of them. He was in Yojimbo and a few others, but he was actually in the original movie, The Three Treasures, which was remade in 94 by Toho under the name Yamato Takeru. Um, so it's Three Treasures, I think, is a better film as far as the production, but that was a great Tokusatsu film. That was his first one. I think that one came out in like maybe 61-ish, something like that. But then other than that, he didn't do anything else tokusatsu except for this film. But this dude has probably got the biggest acting record I've ever seen. According to IMDB, uh, Kaiji Kobayashi, the prime minister in this movie, has 222 acting credits in his career. And that, wow. yeah, that's impressive. You know, I've seen like 104, and I'm like, man, they've done a lot, you know, 222. Dude's a boss. Like, I don't know anybody that's acted in that many films. Um, so, I mean, mm. absolutely great cast great cast, great movie um, and of course when this movie came out um, in Japan um, this was the most successful Godzilla film since Godzilla versus the Sea Monster uh, the movie was made around 650 million yen it ended up grossing a little over 1.7 billion yen um, so it did extremely well in Japan um, obviously kickstarted a whole nother series of Godzilla films and of course as soon as it hit, as soon as the success success started rolling in, Toho wanted to get this overseas. And first thing they did, call the American companies, man, because if we did fifty six. They've always, you know, American companies have always brought the Godzilla movies over, but they wanted to do this theatrically. Now, Toho originally was trying to sell this film for like two million dollars for the rights to it, and nobody was buying. Nobody was picking it up. And I mean, because Godzilla had been gone for ten years, and he was still big in the eighties, but he was big on TV, not the movie theaters. So $2 million was way too much of an asking price. Well, after all the big wigs turned them down, New World Pictures ended up coming to them and working a deal out. Toho kind of got screwed a little bit because they signed the rights or sold the rights for the film for $500,000. It's a big difference from the $2 million asking price. But New World goes through, and with the $500,000 they invest, they, of course, decide to rewrite the movie, and you've got Terry Randall, I think, was one of the producers on this film. He's the guy. Uh, him and somebody else. I can't remember who else it was. That or Tony Randall. I'm sorry. Um, they rewrote the film. Um, I can't remember her name. At least Lisa Lisa Tome. Uh, and it was going to be more comedic. The American scenes. They wanted to be more comedic. And originally Raymond Burr, who's in the American 1985 film, wasn't even in the in the original script. And the actor that they wanted to get. I can't remember who it was. Turned it down. But then. Tony was like, oh, well, let's get Raymond Burr because he's a familiar face from the King of the Monsters film in 56. And Raymond was completely super excited about it. Um, was like, yeah, absolutely. So they they signed him on to do the movie. They had, of course, the reworked script for the American scenes. And uh, he showed up on from what from my understanding is is he showed up on set and pretty much laid the law down. Like from my the way I've heard it talked about is, is he he came up and was like, here's the rules. OK, I'm not memorizing of my lines. You're going to give me a teleprompter because I'm going to do this live with the emotion like he did with the Raymond or with the uh, Matlock stuff. And so they had to do that. Yeah. Um, and then he said, this is also not going to be a comedic film uh, parts. Actually, uh, uh, Warren, um, uh, Warren Kimberling and James Hess agreed, and like, no, we don't need any of this comedic stuff. You know, we need to pay homage and be serious. And Raymond Burr was like, absolutely not. Like, this is not going to happen. So they end up having to rewrite the script on set because of Raymond Burr, and then getting backed by James and Warren. So what little comedic lines they had left that Raymond Burr was okay with all went to the Travis Swords character, who is in the movie you see is the guy, you know, always in front of Dr. Pepper or drinking a Dr. Pepper can. Okay, that's Travis Swords. So... And there was a reason for Dr. Pepper being in it. So Raymond came on and shot all of his scenes in one day in eight hours. He said, that's it.
4: It was a three-day <laughs> shot. That's awesome.
2: Three-day shoot for all the American scenes. The director had no choice. He ended up having to shoot all the back camera scenes and other you know characters the other two days because Raymond says, I'm working for eight hours. We're doing it this way. This is how it's going to turn out. And go. And so that's what they did. And, it, you know, and I think Raymond's scenes were phenomenal in it. Um, but...
0: Um, I was about to say that makes me like him even less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: it just—he just came down and was just like, "This is it. This is how it's going to work." He's like, "I'm the tie to the original Godzilla in here in America," and he really was. And um, so they shot the films, but the American version changed a lot. You know, we were talking before we started the show. I think RJ, you brought it up. These two films are pretty much totally different films, and that's why we've got to take them both separately. I mean, the,
3: the synopsis you—the synopsis you gave was pretty much the eighty. 80- the 84 return of godzilla yeah synopsis yeah. that you gave yeah um, because that's the only to me that's the only way to give the synopsis correctly because if you try to give the synopsis from the american godzilla you end up with a
0: it's honestly kind of confusing it's a yeah. confusing movie <laughs> yeah
3: it's very choppy so i'm glad when you gave your synopsis you did not give the american version of it you know like for for some like for an example, you said Godzilla's first appearance was to that boat. Well, in the American version, it's inferred that he showed up, but you really don't know. Right, you know, right. You know, you don't even get a roar, if I'm right. correct. You don't, you don't yeah. even get a roar. No, you do. You get a roar. You don't get the roar. You don't get anything out yeah. of it. I'm like, you know, that, that ain't right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right, and we talked, me and RG were talking about it. I said, well, maybe they wanted to keep Godzilla's appearance to be more dramatic rather than that.
2: That was but the plan. Aurora
3: wouldn't have done too bad.
2: That was the plan. Because if you look at the two, and one of the things that's so drastically different about, um, and I've got my own edited version of this movie, so I know probably better mm-hmm. than most, unless they're just really paying attention. These scenes... Were so switched around. I mean, so many scenes were switched around and taken out and just removed. Yeah. And and I mean, timeline pieces are completely edited around. I mean, there's scenes at the beginning of Godzilla 85 that actually occurs more in the middle or later parts of 84. There's parts at the back end of 85 yeah. that's more at the beginning of 84. I mean, it's a it's a smorgasbord. Okay, I mean, it's a totally it's a totally smorgasbord film. But there are things that they, they don't even
3: mention. They don't even want to mention Godzilla in the American version until. Till you know, till they finally have to say his name. Otherwise, they don't. Where in the 84 return, immediately, you know that was Godzilla. Oh, yeah, from the get-go. And they talk about it, and they go into, yeah. And, and that's one of the major differences, um, you know. And when we start talking about our likes and dislikes, I'll go more into
2: that. Yeah, but that, that was one of the plans that Randall had producing the because um, the director was R.J. Kaiser, and honestly, I don't know what how much R.J. really did. Because it all seemed to be a lot of Tony Randall's doing, as far as ha- his baby on this um, was keeping Godzilla's reveal big and huge. That's why in the '84 film, whence, once once uh, Okamura rescue, I'm sorry, uh, Goro rescues Okamura, or hashtag Ken <laughs> in the American version, um, he's in the hospital, and Doctor Hayashida or Professor Hayashida comes in sees him, and that's where you first find out that they have a relation. They've known each other for a while um, and why his sister works for Dr. Hayashita. But Dr. Hayashita yeah. hands Okamura a stack of photos, and they're photos of Godzilla from the 54. And there's yeah. a great sequence where he looks at one photo. I think it was from the in front of the Daikuku, or Daisuke uh, building and whatever it's called in the 54 film, and he just has this look of terror. That's not even in the yes. American version. They took it out completely because... And I think it's for a good reason the way they handled it because when Godzilla first appears, it is edited a little bit differently, sound wise and effects wise. So when you get that first full appearance, it's to me, it's a lot bigger in the American version because I mean, you know, that's just American. They try to do everything as big as possible in comparison to the 84 film. Now, of course, they took out 20 something minutes, 27 minutes, I think, of the Japanese version and added roughly 10 minutes of American footage. So, I mean, even with the 10 minutes added back in, the American version is still drastically shorter than the original Japanese film. Plus, you get tons of Dr. Pepper. Um, The reason being (laughs) why you have so much Dr. Pepper, there was actually even two uh, Dr. Pepper commercials made around this time with Godzilla in it um, to promote the film, is New World Pictures spent a total of $3.2 million for getting the rights to the film, hiring all the actors, shooting the new scenes, new soundtrack but that's one thing too is a lot of the soundtrack was changed too because you've got a lot of the original 84 soundtrack in this um, but you've also got a lot of soundtrack from the movie defcon 4 um, that was used for this movie the american version as well Um, and we'll get into that too in our likes and dislikes i'm sure but so new world spent 3.2 million dollars this movie did 4.1 something million in the box office so it was by no means a success but it wasn't a flop they made some money on it but dr pepper they spent 10 million dollars on a promotional ads for this film 10 million yeah. that's huge i'm sure they profited for it it's because all
3: over tv i just i remember those it was man it was just it was the media blitz oh
2: yeah I mean, Godzilla everywhere. And that's why when you see the American scenes, the first time you you see the general and the Travis Swords character walking down the hallways I mean, that's like it, it's almost like the camera's not even focused on them, it's focused on the Dr. Pepper machine behind them. And then there's this really not needed scene where um you see it pan across all the American characters, and Travis Swords character just kind of brings up this Dr. Pepper can to make sure you can see it and takes a sip of it. You know, he takes a sip. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so they had to drop Dr. Pepper everywhere in the movie. Everywhere. Now, of course, obviously, not a huge success. Got terrible reviews when it first came out here in America. I mean, Roger Ebert, I think, gave it a one star. Um, uh, You know, gave it pretty next to nothing. But they saw a quick change in this movie when it hit home release. Because once it hit home release, the movie got cult status because it became one of the most sought-after Godzilla films. Um, and unfortunately, that's uh, been in just Legal mumbo jumbo rights issues for decades. So I mean, we never got anything on this film. It was released on VHS a couple times, and then on Laserdisc. Yeah. But there was never a DVD release of this movie. Official DVD release of movie. You can get a bootleg copy of it on eBay. Um, nor is there a Blu-ray because um, it's just been in. Because when Kraken put out The Return of Godzilla, the Japanese version, on Blu-ray a year or two ago, they were trying to get the rights to 85 to put it on the Blu-ray as well. Um, but they could not. It was just too much. Too much of hassle, and and money was just too much. So they decided not to do it. Um, but yeah, like I said, theatrically, eighty four or the Return of Godzilla did absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Kickstarted the new Godzilla um, series. Eighty five, not so good in theaters after everything they did to the film, but became huge when it comes to home media. Um, it's I mean it really yeah. is to this day. The most sought after Godzilla film on newer formats because people can't get it and people want it. um You'll see on Godzilla fan groups all the time people talk about this film being their first or, you know, ones they try to find the most, but it's just so hard to find outside of VHS. um So it's kind of given a, a, a bit of a cold status. um So some really cool things to it. Let's go ahead and get through what we liked and didn't like about the film. There's still more stuff, I mean, that I could probably talk about this film. I mean, when it comes, especially the lighting scene, I mean, we've got sitting here at the table. I've got, um, Two Imper- the 6-inch and the 12-inch Imperial Godzilla figures. If you watched the last uh, uh, Sludge's stash video, the Imperial Godzilla I brought up in it, but I've got the 6 and the 12-inch. Only one i missing is the 10. There's three of them. Uh, we've got the NECA 84 uh, on the table. We've got the X-Plus 25-centimeter 84 figure on the table. We've got every VHS release of 85 on the table, um, from new- the New World all the way through to all of anchor bay's releases we've got the kraken 84 blu-ray we've got my dvd edited version of the film and then we've also got a really cool thing here uh on our table that i love this film is the dark horse in the 80s did a manga comic adaptation of the entire film in six issues and i've got the trade paperback of that sitting here on the table as well so i'm a big fan i'm a big fan I of both films. i couldn't tell oh yeah so um let's go through let's talk about the things we liked didn't, didn't like um Ruben, you want to go first? Sure, I'll go
3: first. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to structure this. I'm going to go with the American first because I dislike more about that than I did about the Return. Matter of fact, I'll start with the Return. There's less to say about it. Um, I think it's a, a. I I like the movie. I like it a lot. Um, matter of fact, it, uh, when we did our top, or top, godzilla movies that was number two uh, i had and it's actually return i mean we didn't separate them at the time but it's godzilla return of godzilla is by far a far superior film than 85. um it was very well made i thought the special effects were were great awesome compared to other films of that same time um we we can get into the camera thing but this one, pretty much started it. Started it all. I think without this movie, maybe if it wouldn't have done so well, who knows if Gamera would have even they would have even attempted to make the Gamera films. Right. At this one not been successful, right. you know, I think this one said, "Hey, you know what? We can do this, and we can be successful with it."
2: Well, yeah. Uh, well, I like it, the soundtrack on it. It kickstarted a lot of other monster movies. Sorry, I mean interrupt. I mean, this one really started. I mean, if it wasn't for this, we wouldn't have even gotten. Uh, I mean, it took years for it to come out, um, because of a lot of crazy stuff. But, uh, the Korean, North Korean film, Polkasari, um, they decided to do it because of this film. Uh, you've got, I mean, Gunhead, I mean, more than just the Godzilla films, I mean, you got Gunhead coming out, you've got Yamato Takaru coming out, you've got all these other tokusatsu films. There's a resurgence that happened. And so Ruben, yeah, you're absolutely right. If it wasn't for this film, I don't think we would have gotten a gamma resurgence either. Um. Because this yeah this
3: exactly this this one proved that that first of all that Godzilla still had the star power and second that these kind of films could be successful even in an era where you know it was kind of like me and RJ were talking about it it was kind of the an era of excess you know it was like uh and that's in the movie um I, I'm gonna let RJ talk about that a little bit but that's in the movie too uh I thought it was Acted pretty well. Uh, like I said, special effects were good. Uh, I like the soundtrack. I even dig that little quirky song that they have there at the end versus The American, which oh, doesn't have that uh, song
2: in it. Goodbye, Godzilla. Yeah, Goodbye, Godzilla. Yep, there you go.
3: Yep. I, I think 84, and, and it's hard to compare it because, you know, once you compare eight, that with 85, you realize how superior Return of Godzilla was or Godzilla 84 was. And, and it's hard to judge um, because you're, you, you're comparing it to 85. You're not comparing it to standalone. Um, I, I love the suit design, Godzilla suit design, um, especially his eyes. I like the way they designed his uh, his facial features pretty much, not just his eyes, but his facial features were great. Um, the only thing I didn't like about Return is I thought the acting, you mentioned the acting was great. I thought it was all right. I thought they. Some of the some of the scenes were, I thought could have been acted better, and I think that hobo was useless and that whole story. <laughs> like that. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was there for com- that. What that was the comedic relief of Return of Godzilla was that that hobo. That's that's about it.
2: And it was like two and, scenes, you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and he he's in two scenes and he, and well, three if you count where he helps him down.
2: Oh yeah. He helps. Yeah. Uh,
3: some down that deal so um yeah i like this you know to clarify i like the suit design i like the special effects the miniatures were great um uh i like the facial features of godzilla Uh, they were i I like that they went more back to a menacing type face than anything else um versus you know now we don't have the hero godzilla anymore we're back to where we started in 54. Yeah, we're back to where we started in 54, where Godzilla is a force of nature and he's going to just walk right through you and he doesn't care. You know, he just does not, he's going to go get what he wants, which is, uh, he's looking at, what what they infer is food, you know? So that's, that he's going to go eat radiation or, you know, he's going to absorb the radiation. So... All in all, Return, the only thing I don't like about it is may, maybe the acting could have been better. And um, it, that, that hobo kind of bothered me. <laughs> now, as far as uh, Godzilla 85, um, that movie compared to Return, what I'm going to say what I didn't like about it so like that I can get to. Because you know even though it's the same movie, just re-edited, it's really two different movies. And the American version is way too choppy, doesn't explain, you know, it just goes right into stuff, and you're like, what just happened? And you're trying to figure out what happened. Now, they do it in a way that that you don't pay attention, but if you watch Return, you realize that it's very important, and they, they left out a very important stuff. Uh, and one of the best scenes that I, I really thought was so cool, and they cut it out of the American version, was when Godzilla is in the city, and I believe it's right after its first encounter with with the Super X, and he's going between buildings. It might have been after the battle. He's going between buildings, and you see his reflection in one of the buildings.
2: Oh, that was before the Super X. You see
3: his entire reflection. Yeah, and that that is one of the coolest scenes in the whole movie. Yep. And, And Tony Randall, not the guy from The Odd Couple, but he decided <laughs> <No>. to <laughs> decided that wasn't a cool scene and i'm like are you kidding me that's one of the coolest scenes yeah all and you get I actually prefer go ahead
2: all you get in the american version is where he actually ends up like kind of sticking his arm out and just tearing apart that building you yeah you, you miss right, the whole exactly. beginning yeah. section of his reflection and seeing it yeah that was really cool
3: that was a really cool scene and i have no idea. I cannot think if you're sitting in that director's chair, I cannot think of a reason why you would say, you know what? That's useless. Let me get rid of it. Let me put a guy drinking a Dr. Pepper and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I mean, I, I might mean, come really? Come on, man. And uh I thought 85 was choppy enough to be distracting. That's that's what I thought about it. Um, I re- don't like the soundtrack as much as I like the original soundtrack. Um in fact, I'm disappointed on both films not having the Godzilla march or the Godzilla theme on either one.
4: that. if you see watch that, the yeah.
3: trailer, if you watch the trailer for it, the Japanese trailer for it, they used that music in the trailer.
2: Yes, they did.
3: And I'm like, why did you not use it in the movie? I have no idea why.
2: They did it just for you, know, you Ruben. Just for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they
3: just said, you know what, we're gonna teach this guy a lift. You know, and they took it out. I'm like, man, I cannot believe it. And then you watch the, you know, I watched the trailer because it's part of the crack. If you watch the Kraken return, one of the special features is it has a Japanese trailer in there. Yeah. And it's an extended trailer. It's about, geez, at least three minutes long. And and that marches in there. And there's some and there's even scenes in there like they should have kept that. They should have put that in the movie. So that's what I didn't like about the 85 Godzilla. I thought they chopped it up too much. I think Return was not meant to be a, a comedic movie. And when the Americans got a hold of it, they decided they were... Because it was still comedic. Raymond Burst said, don't make it comedic, but it was still comedic. I mean, that guy, I just wanted to...
2: Travis Swords. yeah. And, it's like every yeah, line I had to be a wanted, joke. Just, yeah.
3: That guy was just so yeah. annoying. I mean the Dr. Pepper is distracting but that guy was just annoying you know and I'm like really you know this this is they tried to make it something it's not yeah and that 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 that's disappointing but that said you know the American Godzilla is the one that the first one I saw you know not the first Godzilla movie but the first first version of the movie that I saw of Godzilla And it's Return. That was the one I saw. That was the one that was on TV all the time. That was the one that was on a VHS. I didn't get to see Return of Godzilla until it came out on this Blu-ray. I never experienced it. You know, I've always had the VHSs. And that's all I ever had. If I wanted to watch Godzilla 85, it was going to be on a VHS. That was the way it was going to be. And so... As far as that goes, I mean the special effects are the same. They did take out some stuff that they thought, I guess, you know, like the uh like that foot, you know, that robotic foot. I guess. Oh yes. Or whatever. Well, was that the foot did, you know, was that the
2: life size. That was actual two scale foot they used in '84. Yeah,
3: life size. Right. That life size foot in the American version, it's they took that out. I guess they thought it was too fake looking, which they're not wrong. It was not wrong. It was right. Not very realistic. And uh, so they weren't wrong about that. I think that was a
2: plus as far as the editing. Like if you're going to take some things out of '84, yeah, exactly.
3: As far as what yeah. I that was that that you know that's one point for the American version. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, um, another plus is it's good to see it was good to see Steve Martin back, although they didn't call him Steve Martin because of the comedian.
4: Yeah, they had but to cut into just to Mr. Martin. Martin. It, it was yeah. cool yeah. to see
3: Steve Martin back. Um, I like that. I like that they included that. I thought that was a that was a nice throwback to 54, you know. Uh, I just wish they would have stuck to that 54 formula that returned it. Returned, stick to that 54 formula, and I think that's why it was successful.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, of course, you know, back in 85, you know, the American audience maybe was looking for comedy, you know. Uh, 85 is, you know, that's what, isn't that the era of Ghostbusters and all these comedies? Are- oh, Yeah and about around 85. So it could be that the the studio said, you know, we we need to make a comedic or nobody's going to watch it. Nobody wants to go see a serious monster movie, which I think they were wrong because there was plenty of good serious monster movies out back then. But I think they they gambled on that and I think that cost them. Um but I I mean I lo- I like 85. It's one of my favorites. Um you know, the special effect just like Return, you know. All the things I liked about Return, I also liked about 85. I just had a lot. I just came back, especially after watching both of them back-to-back, I realized Toho made a movie, and the Americans took a, tried to make it something that it was not, and, and that took away from the distraction. After watching them back-to-back, I realized 84 is a superior movie to 85. Um and i think that's about it man I, I hope i wasn't too negative on 85 i didn't mean to be because i really <laughs> enjoyed the film and i really think it's it, it's very nostalgic for me um so i don't if it sounds like i'm going too negative don't take me too seriously because oh, that's just because i really do love
1: the yeah uh, rj's got yeah. you held hostage <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> well that
3: that's that's my say of the matter
2: all right well let's let's mix it up a little bit so instead of going jumping to jump into RJ let's get mark let's get the two older guys out of the way for the young bloods come in yeah, after well i, I, I yeah, you have
3: to hear what mark has to say anyway cuz we both uh, probably saw the movie around the same time
4: well uh, actually a, uh, the return at 84 i just watched for the first time and uh, and you watched ah, so yeah, you're just, yes. we watched the just japanese like me, one then. Oh, yeah. but you watched yes. the english you dub version dub- because the, there is an yes, international yes, dub version of yes it. Yep. i did um and so, uh, I started out turned you on just this uh, you know as a young age to 1985. That's was the movie that I watched the most of, and uh, and you, it, it'll reflect in my in my stomps and you'll you'll see. Uh, being Mr. Martin coming back to the scene, uh, I thought was fantastic. You know to bring in the original and which I felt like I liked the 85 better than I did the 84. Um, that was just for me. I did, you know, uh, overall, I think the movies are pretty, I keep hearing two different movies, but in the same tone, I, they're pretty close to the same movies. Uh, in my opinion, uh, didn't see anything on either movie. I didn't like, uh, I thought they were great. This, uh, to me, uh, until the i'll call it modern day godzilla came out in 2014 this was my favorite godzilla uh i loved the suit i loved the way he looked i thought everything was just perfect and uh, that's probably why i was so into hey chase you gotta uh, you gotta check out this movie you gotta <laughs> yeah. check out this movie and you know and 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 little did i know what it was going to do to you oh dude uh, yeah you know we watch this to, thing daily oh yeah you know? it was it was phenomenal that was uh, one of the things that uh, uh, as far as you growing up and me being your your father going going up with you was spectacular I thought you know uh, that we had in common this uh, this giant creature uh, from Japan so I mean uh, overall uh, mines short and sweet Godzilla 1985 to me was the uh, was my favorite Godzilla movie for for a long long time and uh, and just that it connected, with the original, I felt like was spectacular. Um, no negatives on it, it especially and, and definitely none on the 1984. Now that I've watched it, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was very good. I thought the acting, I liked the acting, thought it was good. Yes, the comedic parts of 1985 were more corny and stupid than they than, than they were. Travis anything. Swords. Travis yeah. Swords yeah. the and, only problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I didn't yeah. even I didn't even seem as just. It was kinda of like when okay, yeah, he said his part now let's let's keep moving on in, in the movie and in and and, <laughs> and and enjoying it. Uh but I think overall both movies uh fantastic movies and really what gave me a resurgence uh, for for liking the series and 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 pushing it to you, uh yeah. growing up and I thought it was fantastic. So
2: well, definitely. I mean, like sitting here and we'll jump to RJ in a second. I mean, at the table that we've got, of course, you know, we've got a, a table. We sit and do the podcast at on, on our side in our studio. I mean, like, so I can sort of call off all this memorabilia. The the New World Pictures VHS tape that's here on the table is the same one that Mark bought me for Christmas. So, I mean, it is literally the copy I got as a child um, that has been well worn out. I mean, <laughs> uh, the case, honestly, this little story behind it is, is I lost the actual case years ago and uh, still had the VHS. I'm trying to get it out of the box here. Uh, Still had the VHS, but I put it in a clamshell case and lost the actual VHS case. Now, if you were able to see it here, Mark and test it, there is no label. (laughs) The label is is worn (laughs) off. Like, this thing is in rough shape. All you can see is the actual print of Godzilla 85 that was underneath the label. But my very dear friend, Sarge, from the protest band I was in, knew how much this movie meant to me because it's my favorite Godzilla film. He's a big Godzilla fan. He for my birthday one year, several, several years ago, he hunted down and bought this clamshell, which is the original New World Pictures or case, not the clamshell, uh, to replace from mine. So I mean the case is still original case, but came from Sarge because mine was gone. But that's my original, original VHS. And if I'm not mistaken, Mark correct me if I'm wrong, with that that Christmas came the Yes. Twelve yes, inch. Yes. Imperial Godzilla. Eighty five Godzilla. So, uh, I mean, that's this is this is the beginning for me. This yeah. is where it all started. So, that was but, back in uh, the home stretch. Oh yeah. So, well, Ruben started. Or RJ, let's let's hear. We heard what Mark said and Ruben said. I want to hear your take. I'm very very interested to hear this because this is this is going
1: to
0: get interesting. Let's see. So before I okay before I start, I like Godzilla. Okay. See. Okay. But I it doesn't mean I can't be critical of stuff. For example, okay, Deaf Heaven is my favorite band, but I wasn't a fan of their latest album. Will I jam it if it's on? Do I own it on vinyl? Yes, but I have no problem saying it's my least favorite album. You know, so that's kind of the same thing here. Uh, I'm not saying this is my least favorite Godzilla movie. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'd have to watch all of them again to yeah. confirm that. But if I'm honest, um, I, I feel like this is kind. Of, I kind of came. To this one, I feel like this was my first time really because I well, I do the only thing I remember when watching it was literally the very first scene and the very last scene. So, the beginning and Godzilla's death were the only thing I remembered from this film before coming in to watch it again, uh, mm-hmm. the other uh, the two nights ago or whatever. Okay, um, I have a list here, so <laughs> oh
2: man. Let br- wait, let Jeez, me break yeah, out my I, I let me break out my Star Wars whatever. episode three list real quick. So we were prepared for that. <laughs> Jeez, I'd, I'd be down to hear it. But um
0: okay, so first plus I put, and this applies to both of them, both uh 84 and return was Godzilla, of course. Okay. I did like Godzilla. I liked his design. I thought he was uh he was pretty awesome. But it also made a negative list because I know my dad said he liked his eyes. I did not like his eyes because several scenes he looked so derpy. I mean, some of them like the, his eyes were facing into. I don't and I don't think that's you're I don't talking. Know if that's the fault of the well. And,
2: and just so because we that? forgot to mention this, so everyone knows um, uh, there's yeah. a, there's Ken Pachiros or Kenpachiro Satsuma, um, the guy who played Gaigan Hidora and the Showa. He took over uh-huh. for, uh, as Godzilla in this movie. So you, a lot majority of the okay. film, you actually have the suit, and that's the one that. RJ is referring to the derpy Eyes, um, but then you also have a lot of scenes done by what they call the Cyborg, um, which was a mm. 18 foot, fully mechanical, fully functioning Godzilla robot. Um, so some scenes that were more and, articulate and, and in the RJ face and that the eyes he moving. He
3: saw two different designs.
2: Yeah, yeah, He yeah, said yeah. that he
3: thought I saw two. Are there two different designs? that it looks like different Godzilla. Is yeah. What he told me.
2: Yeah no so so one one of them is the temperature in the suit and that's the one that you're referring to as the derpy eyes um, and then there's the the cybot um, I called cyborgs i sorry it's cybot is what they called it which was the 18 foot robot um, and that was the one that had when you're looking at the design had a little more rounded snout um, and then of course the a lo- little bit longer fangs uh, was the cybot version so but so yeah go ahead anyways derpy eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, like I said, there was just some, not all scenes, some scenes, like, I mean, honestly, like, Godzilla looked bad at, like, as, or sorry, no swearing, but, like, you know, as, <laughs> as bad as he could, you know what I mean, like, like, he, there were some scenes where he just, like, menacing and terrifying, but then there were other scenes where I honestly felt like it could have been fixed with different angles, but, I mean, I know that, you know, they want to show off everything, Um, so that, that was a, a lack for me, some, I would be unimmersed at some points, because I would kind of see his eyes, and I'd be like, oh, he kind of looks like, you know, I don't know, like he need some help or something, you know. <laughs> uh, but um, so that 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 is a plus and a negative, I guess. Um, I guess I'll continue with uh, let's see. Okay, plus on both. Um, definitely special effects. Special effects were great. I I did note that mentally when watching it and and writing it down right now. Um, the special effects were awesome. I thought Godzilla's atomic breath was amazing in this one. Oh uh, yeah, I think he it was some some of the coolest. Um. And like I said, I, I this is how new it was to me. I, I was I was curious to see what color it was going to be at the mm-hmm. time because you know sometimes it's it's the fire orange, sometimes it's the atomic blue. Um, so like I said, I, I didn't have a lot of memory of this. I must have seen it when I was little, and that that must have been the last time. But um, so special effects are great. I and you know uh, from the last episode on *Terror of Mechagodzilla*, I'm a sucker for miniatures, good or bad. I think they're just so cool. And the miniatures in this one were awesome. I thought. Um, I got to agree, especially the planes, the planes. I
2: felt the miniature planes were so good in this movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought, yeah. And just I I loved it. I loved all the scenes that took place, you know, on the street when it showed Godzilla doing stuff and destroying buildings. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, Let's see. And I'm going to save save another one. Okay, so uh, going to negatives again. Inconsistent Godzilla scale at certain points. Yeah. I don't know if if I'm sure i You've seen like you've seen this movie a bunch of times, uh, Sludge. Yep. But basically, so at the very first, like obviously Godzilla's huge, but I guess 80 meters I believe in in this one. Yes, he um, was 80 meters. But in, in the very first scene, he appears to that guy. Uh, I think he's just a random like soldier or citizen or whatever. It looks like when Godzilla's in front of him, and they show it from you know his perspective, it looks like if that guy was to get up, he would be up to his knee. But then in the next scene, he's like twice, the you know, three times the size of that power plant. Yeah. So right. I, I think that maybe yeah. is the robot and then the suit difference, I would assume. Or blue screen. Um, or, blue yeah, screen but or um, yeah. and that happened at several points. It's another scene with his foot where it looks like, you know, his foot is the length of a character's arm. But then the next scene, you know, he's in front of all those people and his foot's huge. So it's just the inconsistent Godzilla scale kind of kind of took me out of the enjoyment, slash out of the immersion for a bit. Um, But, yeah, um, next uh, negative I had was, uh, I mean, my dad mentioned it, but lack of original Godzilla theme. Um, Not really sure what the case was for that. I mean, we so we watched the American version first and I was like, oh, maybe they just, you know, they didn't do it um, because of that. But then we watched, you know, Return and it was the same thing. And I just I thought that was an interesting choice. Um, I don't know. I feel like just the Godzilla theme is I guess in a way it's kind of cheating. It instantly makes a film feel like a Godzilla film um because i remember you know being disappointed with godzilla 2014 not having it you know and obviously we were right. blessed with it amazingly yeah. in and yeah. king of the monsters which uh yeah but um oh man when yeah, it drops so, in that
2: one it is epic when it's king of the monsters
0: oh yeah absolutely i mean oh my gosh but yeah anyway so i feel like lack of original godzilla theme maybe it would have as as surprising and superficial as it sounds maybe it would have made me Have a little bit more uh, sympathy towards the film, I guess. If that makes sense, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just felt like it lacked something. When it's not there, it feels like something's lacking. You know, that's always in a Godzilla film. That's always in a Godzilla film. So it was just an interesting choice. Um, Negative. I put I put Steve Martin. (laughs) I cannot stand his character. I didn't like him. I did not like him in the original, and I I didn't like him this time. Um, I I I love the original's fantastic. Obviously, Fifty Four is amazing. I don't like that they added his character in the American, I I feel like they just do it to make it American. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. Right. And in this one, I just felt like he came and just to stand there and sound like he knew what he was talking about. And then that was it. And you know what I mean? And Like I said, the fact that you said that he went in there and filmed the scenes in eight hours makes total sense because it seems like that's what it was. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, dude, why like, and unfortunately, I, I wasn't a fan of really any of the American scenes in it. Like I said, they were they were comedic, um, which obviously, you know, I'm not like I'm not don't want to have any fun or anything. But like it was just like it didn't work with the other scenes in the film that well, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steve Martin, Raymond Burr, not a big fan. Uh, I'm sorry. That's you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I have less a little less like compassion for that because it's not Godzilla related. I feel like it's just a character. So I don't I, I'm not a big fan.
2: But as well as at the um, same time, oh, sorry, Darth Vader going, no,
0: it's totally no, 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 I works. Love it. it gets me every time. It gets me every time. On, and I'm not even being I'm not even being funny. like I love that scene so much. But anyway, I, I, I'm sorry. I had to throw um, that in there. I had to. <laughs> um, OK, and then one more. I got one more negative negative. Um, and then I'll go to the positives, which are I, I would say is does a good number for the film, in my opinion but a last negative uh which was already touched on is some of the cool american scenes removed like like my dad said that scene where godzilla's just you know doing his thing you know in the city and where he you see him in the reflective it's just in that reflective building that it's so simple mm-hmm. yeah and that subway scene was cut out too. there yeah. was just some cool godzilla scenes that were cut out i'm not yeah. even talking about like the you know the the human sides of the story but there was just some cool godzilla scenes i was like man like that could have that could have been better um oh
2: one of my favorite ones that was removed, if, if you recall, when he first shows up in the beginning of the film, or the, not the very beginning, but the, the, the nuclear power plant, when they're in the pri- yeah. the bunker where the Prime Minister is, on the screen, mm-hmm. yeah. they see him, and he does a roar, but if you watch, he does that classic, almost show a, like a that kind of rears back and kind of roars up at the sky and pulls his arms out. Like, yes. oh, that is yes. such that, a, yeah. not, yeah. that was the classic Godzilla, you know, pose from like yeah. the 70s. Totally not in the American version. That That's a disappointment for me. I, I won't disagree with that. So And uh, I forgot to mention
3: that subway. That they, that when, when he uh, picks up that subway, the American version is very lacking versus the return. That yeah. That was, I, I'm, I'm even yeah. trying to remember what it was. The difference was off the top of my head. But I just remember mm-hmm. thinking, man, why did they take this out? They shouldn't have taken it out. Yeah. Um, because it's extended in the return. It, you know, in the American, he picks up the subway train, he looks inside, and then he just throws it down.
4: Yeah. yeah, it's and, much longer in return, return.
3: Yeah, and the return he, he not only picks it, he picks it up, and he. Uh, I'm trying to remember what what it is that he does, but it's uh, for some reason it just yeah. escapes my mind. But it's a totally in return. It's in there, and the American version they took it out, so I'd forgotten all about that. And apparently, I still can't remember. So,
0: <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, basically those those are kind of my negatives. Uh, and I'll go to the the positives that I mentioned. Um, so I really I already mentioned the Godzilla design and the special effects were great. Um, next thing that I would add uh, as a plus is the setting. Um, and obviously I know it's not much different than you know in theory. You know, in because it's you know it's Tokyo, correct? Or is it yeah. not Tokyo? Okay, I'm just making yeah. sure. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah okay. Cool. Uh, it, you know it's Tokyo, but it's Tokyo in the 80s, oh, and it's yeah. so cool. Like I don't know. I just. Honestly, I wish they would show more like I, you know, because Sony in the 80s was popping. Like, I mean, obviously I wasn't there and I wasn't even here in the 80s. But like, (laughs) but like just in general, like I I like that whole like consumerism, lights everywhere. Oh, yeah. I have a sort of like false, I have a sort of false nostalgia for that stuff. Well, the big, Um, what about like the the
2: big news screen TV, you know, that's outside. Yeah, yeah. Love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, so I I love that and honestly like I don't know if this makes sense but I kind of thought it and I, I didn't even tell you but the whole movie like the buildings that they're in all that, it kind of has to me like a Resident Evil 2 vibe to me and I know that yeah, would be like 98 like, but I can like, see it that, though. Very, like it just has a very like has a very like like desperate zombie type feel going. I don't know, there's something that's it kind of is like a it's a very uh what's the word uh like uh, I'm thinking it's kind of gloomy. It's kind of a gloomy film. I feel yeah. like, like so that's why I feel like with the comedic scenes it doesn't work because the film is gloomy. It's about like they're fighting over like the use of nuclear weapons and stuff. You know what yes. I mean? And then Godzilla's yeah. like terrifying in this yeah. one. And there's like they have the super X shooting stuff at. it. You know what? I, it just feels like it's very, very gloomy. Um, which I guess directly leads into my last positive point, which is honestly, I think is kind of like the. I <laughs> this is gonna sound like bad, not the saving grace kind of like he's it's the Darth Maul to the Phantom Menace in my okay, opinion. Okay. Um, yeah. Is the, okay. ending. the ending of this movie is amazingly beautiful. Like the whole, like it, it's almost, I love it. Cause it's like, it's a really deep ending. I feel like, honestly, like I said, I was not that much of a fan of the story. I felt like it, it lacked a lot of, of depth, but the ending has a lot of depth. I feel in both of them, I feel in both 85 and in both. Oh, absolutely. Uh, return in 84. So, like, it's weird because the whole film, they're, like, dead set on getting this dude, Godzilla being this dude, out of the city. They're, like, he's terrible. Like, he's back. Like, how dare they? Like, or how how dare he come back? All this stuff, right? And then they finally get him to fall into the volcano. And, you know, it's sad. Like, Godzilla's falling into the volcano. The sad music's playing. He's roaring his last roar, you know. And the Prime Minister of Japan wants to cry. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I'm like, yeah. dang, like that's it. I I was I was honestly touched by it. Like I kind of the first time it was actually the I feel like it affected me more in the uh, American one, maybe because it was just the first one we watched. But it was just like, and there was a speech going on. Yeah, time. and there was well, a, also but, a speech that yeah. was going on. You in can't the, say the, you the the don't like, like can't saying, say like oh, Robert Burr
2: with that amazing like that. speech at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that. Okay, I'll give him that. I'll give him. I'll give his character that. That was that was pretty good. But I also did, to be fair, I also like the the way the Japanese one ended, just like that. No smoke speech. Right. Just the credits start rolling after Godzilla as godzilla's yeah. burning alive in that volcano. You know what I mean? So honestly, like, I'll end it on a, on a positive note. There were a lot of things I did not like, but that ending was that was that was awesome. Like, I I love that ending. Like it. it that'll probably be one of my favorite Godzilla movie. endings. like, if I'm on, like, if I had to, you know, ever, if we ever make a list of our favorite Godzilla movie endings, yeah. that one would be up there. Cause yeah. that one is, it was just beautiful. It's tragic and it's beautiful. And it's almost like, they're kind of like, dang, you know, was this a good thing we did or, or was it, or was it not, you know, does this say more about us or does it say more about Godzilla? So that's I do mean.
2: completely agree with you on that one. I mean that uh, uh, this yeah. one, and uh, we've compared it a lot to kingdom monsters. Um, Cause it's it's right up there with it. Uh, the new 2019 one. Um, I mean, I don't yeah. think there's a better ending to a Godzilla film other than this one, as, aside from maybe yeah. the new King of the Monsters. Like, of course, they're totally polar opposites in the way those movies ended, but this movie, yeah, super just moving and tragic. So,
4: that, uh, that was pretty impressive. At RJ, that's that, yeah, he broke it down well, really yeah, well. Yeah, that was no ship of monsters. Now, Mark no, was he, no, he yeah. broke it down. just like, This movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm impressed, I like that. Um, so
2: uh, so thank yeah <laughs> I, I liked having that that uh polar side of it someone who didn't like it as much which was cool. Thank you RJ for that definitely. Um, well, I didn't I didn't get a thank you at Chip of the Monsters so you didn't, you didn't <laughs> Mark- get, I got trashed man they just beat me down that's all they did. Uh, so I mean for me for this one uh, I mean 85 it, it is my number 1. I mean de- King of the Monsters new one came pretty close to knocking it down but after watching both of them multiple, I've, I think I'm around the 50, 60 mark on Kingdom of Monsters now, viewings. Um, you know, after seeing it so many times, eighty five still holds the the trophy. You know, for me, um, yeah. as far as the both films at the core, yeah, the same movie, edited wise, tr- just drastically different. This movie obviously is where it started it all for me, um, big time. I mean, I remember watching the original one with you, you know, as a kid, you know, younger than that, but this was, this was it. This is what cemented me as a Godzilla fanatic and I watched it more than any other film. Not just any other Godzilla film. I've watched this movie more than any other film, period. I mean, we're talking in all honesty, numbers wise, we're not talking like I've seen it a hundred times. We're talking like I've probably seen this movie 400 times. I mean, it's <laughs> dude. I mean, like when I go to bed um, now, normally, you know, I mean, like right now my wife's foot's broke and, she couldn't have any weight on it. And I, I've been sleeping on the couch because I don't want to hit her foot. I mean, cause she was in so much pain for like since February, you know what I mean? Um, so when I, when it's just me, you know, or if I, or if I get up and I'm restless, I got to have a movie to put on or I fall asleep to a movie nine times out of 10. This is the movie that goes on. Like if it's not this one, it's, it's gamma too, you know? Um, but this is the movie that I fall asleep to a lot. So I absolutely love 85 more than 84. Um, I think what flaws 85 has Travis swords really is really it. Um, I equate that to the flaw that 84 has the giant foot that just looks out of place. You know, the to scale Godzilla foot. Yeah. That was my major issue with that one. The only other issue I had with 84, the return Japanese version, honestly was not the pacing of the film because the pace in the film is freaking spectacular. The movie is phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of 84 that makes 84 a for superior film to Godzilla 85, but then I think there's things in 85 that makes it superior to 84. 84's issue, other than the foot, which I'll forgive because we'll I'll forgive Travis Swords in the 85 movie, is the soundtrack. I didn't think was bad um, or lacking, except for there was a lot of scenes where there just was no soundtrack, and it would just be kind of yeah, long, yeah, that's you know, true. and where the scenes are supposed to be kind of drawn out, you want that. And you can sell that and make it good and in that long, drawn-out process of a film. You, you, what makes those scenes, I go to, I think of Audition by Takashi Meek. Audition is extremely drawn-out. Like, that movie is almost impossible to sit through if it wasn't for the soundtrack of the movie. And some scenes, it's literally just like a, a minor note on a violin or a key. You know what I mean? It's something that's just there to keep the ambiance going for that longer um, scene, and they didn't have that in '84. That was a, that was a problem for me, because in the Japanese version, because there was a great scene, and I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. But then, like very quickly, I got shut off because the, there's nothing there. There's no sound effects. There's no you know soundtrack. So that was my biggest beef, more so than the foot with '84 was just that. But I mean, if I take those things things around everything that we've talked about, I mean, the special effects are absolutely sub- superb. You have miniature work on this that you have not seen since the original film. Um, I mean, the miniatures in this are far superior to anything else other than the original film. the I mean, the weaponry, the, the airplanes, the tanks are so much better looking than any Godzilla film prior or post when it comes to the Japanese films, in my opinion, other than Shin Godzilla. I mean, the rest of the Heisei series... You, they went back to the fake stuff. I mean, the, the miniatures didn't look good. they're more, you know, the more tokusatsu or special effects, you know, planes and tanks, that maser tanks that just weren't real. But this one, they used real things and they made sure that the planes looked real, like you would really see. That was one of the things I like about the Gamera Trilogy in the 90s is, is unless they absolutely could not use a real-life tank or a real-life jet, that's when they do the miniatures. But they would do the miniatures... As highly detailed as possible, and I felt like they did the same thing with this film. Both sides, you know, what I mean, that's because the same special effects. Both is they would use an actual vehicle unless they couldn't, and then if they couldn't use an actual vehicle or jet, they use the they made the absolute best ones they could possibly make, and it was superb for that. Um, Godzilla is just he's he's he is terrifying in this movie. He is a true menace and just a just a natural destruction and i love that i mean there's just there's no there's t- sometimes in the film both sides where there's not even really a personality to him he's just a moving force yeah you know that's and that's
3: absolutely true
2: and, and that's terrifying in and of itself you know i mean there's it's it's absolutely terrifying what i like so much about the 85 version so much more than the 84 and and i can't remember if it was ruben or or RJ you guys said something about you know the and maybe it's Ruben the 80s it was the abundance of, of excess you know what i mean we really wanted all uh, the, RJ. Consu- the RJ the consumerism you know what i mean everything was in excess and i feel like 85 definitely captured that because it was edited like an american film like none other i mean it was fast paced there's no slowdown time I felt like the parts that they, they did take out some amazing Godzilla sequences, but some things that they took out, I felt benefited the film. When you look at the, when uh, Maki goes onto the Maru, the ship at the beginning, and he runs into and sees the sea louse, the Shokiru, uh, the thing that ends up killing the crew, which by the way, let's definitely talk about the special effects of the dead crew members. Because that was absolutely yeah. amazing. Yes. I mean, seeing those dead bodies just drained of blood. I mean, superb special effects. You know, I mean, hats off again uh, to Teriyoshi Nakano for that. But in the 84 version, that, when the Shakiru attacks Maki, the 84 version, it's there, it's too much drawn out on the Shakiru. Like, you see it a lot. And the more you look at it, the more it just doesn't look 100% believable. Where in the 85, they drastically shortened it, made it much quicker paced, and it was a much more intense scene. It was much more of a horror film. I mean, the whole movie in general is much more of a horror You're film. right.
3: I think uh, RJ
2: mentioned seeing the string on the 84, where you don't see it on the 85. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't even see, like, the tail piece as an American audience, the tail of this sea louse, is very weird and bulbous and, like, just odd. And just doesn't look real. You don't even see it at all in 85 because they edited the scene out that didn't have it in there. And, I mean, they changed the way it sounded. I mean, there's a lot of things that they changed in this film that I feel made it better. When you look at the fight sequence between um, Godzilla and the Japanese Defense Force when he first finally makes land in Tokyo Bay, it is way more intense. Even though it's the same footage, it's way more intense in the 85 version and action-packed than it is in the 84 because the choppy, fast-paced editing... But then also the soundtrack was changed. The sound effects were changed. You yeah, know, adding was. the DEF CON 4 stuff. You know, I mean, it was way more. I mean, when you when I see it in 84, it's still great. I absolutely love it. But I don't feel it's like as. It's uh, not, it, yeah,
3: it's not in a grand scale like it was in, in, in the 85 version. It's a grander. Oh, yeah. Because yeah.
2: it's yeah. like, I mean, when, when it starts, man, when he first raises up and they go to town, I mean, it's like all hell breaks loose. It really is. And I love that about 85 when I go back and watch them. It's like, that's one of my favorite things. And I mean, even the sound effect changes when the, when the missiles hit the water and explode so much bigger. I mean, it's, it's excess. Like RJ was saying, I mean, everything in this film was redone in excess. And I think it benefited a lot from it. Um, Like I said, there's, there's some issues that I have because I know them both so well. That I, I'm like, okay, come on, really, and that's really just the the the, the way it's reorganized and things are taken out. The, honestly, the scenes that are taken out, other than a few Godzilla scenes, the only scene that really, as far as the human characters, there was two that were taken out that I really kind of miss, but I put back in. Well, one of them I put back in my edited version that I did was there's a scene with Prime Minister after he talks to the Russian and Japanese. Or the the yeah. the American guys Where he's in his room and, and one of his assistants Lights a cigarette for him And it's like What did you talk to him Say to him And he just kind of Spills it all It's like I told him What would happen If Godzilla shows up I mean they're wanting To nuke Japan America and Russia are To stop Godzilla yeah. And he's like What would you do If he showed up in your land Could you nuke your own people Could you do that And to me That was an Amazingly performed scene I mean absolutely epic Yeah I missed that being In 85 the only other thing I really miss out in it not being an eighty five, that's an eighty four as far as the human characters, is the 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 loved story of Goro and Naoko. Pur- purposefully yeah.
3: from beginning to end. Yeah. yeah. From beginning to
2: end, yeah. One main scene is is when when they 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 go to leave the building. The helicopter shows up to take them from the building to get them to the island or the volcano to set up that device to 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 lure Godzilla to the volcano. They get Professor Hayashida, and then they get uh, Okumura out, or Ken. Um, which I don't even... It doesn't bother me. They call him Ken in the American version at all. But um, is there's a scene in the Japanese one where he Okamura realizes they're leaving, and Goro and Naoko are stuck in this building while a nuclear warhead is coming from space to blow up Godzilla, and Godzilla's still there. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's no hope of them surviving. But he looks at Goro, and he's like you've got to protect my sister like that's all there is to it and yeah. it's a great scene but then the very next scene with them she's patching up goro's arm and she just breaks she's just terrified she's like we're going to die and goro has they have this moment where he doesn't even really say anything you know after she says i'm scared she he just kind of grabs her and then they, she just hugs him and there's just this awesome moment where she's like she finally feels safe for a moment knowing he's going to get her out of this, but they're still in the most devastating. They're facing Godzilla and a nuclear explosion all at once. You know, that scene I thought was missing from 85. Um, but I mean, other than that, it made up for it with Raymond Burr, in my opinion. Now, Travis swords, this character, I really could have done without. Uh, I mean, it, he doesn't bother me. I've seen so many movies with worse characters, but like, you Know when they show the first scans of him attacking the sub, he's like, I saw he put a suit on him and signed him up. Like, yeah. come on, dude! <laughs> just, yeah. You know,
0: yeah, just both of us were like, What? It's like,
2: I cannot stand that guy, but I mean, but I mean, um, you know, uh, uh, uh Warren Himmerling, I mean, Kim, or Warren Kimberling, uh, his actual name, in case you guys don't know, is Colonel Goodho Goodhoe is his name. Um, I thought he was great. I mean, he did a really good job. He was very intense when he needed to be. Um, I mean, there's moments where yeah. they're just kind of looking at the screen and he just is like, I mean, he just, he was really good. James Hess was really good. He was the Colonel, um, kind of like second command. I thought he did really good. Um, the only line that made no sense to me though, was when, uh, the general good host says, uh, let's get the president on the phone to Moscow. And then James has character says down for repair. Really, like he can't yeah. pick up a he can't pick up a telephone from anywhere in the White House no and can call. Do down <laughs> for repair. <laughs> That's like that was bad writing. But to me, Raymond yeah. Burr, and of course, I've been a big uh, Steve uh, Raymond Burr fan outside of Godzilla. Like I love the Matlock series, but like Rear Window by Alfred Hitchcock is one of the greatest films ever made. Like when you, you put James Stewart, and we all know James Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life and, and stuff like that. When you put him on film, you don't expect anybody to stand up to the caliber of acting that James Stewart does. When you watch Rear Window, there's points where you're like, James Stewart, you need to keep up with Raymond Burr. Like, that is a phenomenal. Yeah. The, the performances are unreal. And so I'm a big Burr fan, and I feel like Raymond, even when he wasn't speaking, just the look on his face was, even sometimes he's just the look on his face is like, these dudes are morons, especially Travis Swords. There's a couple looks there that he gives Travis Swords as a character. I'm like, yes, he's an idiot. Um, I felt Raymond Burr just delivered phenomenally i mean you know we, we joked about the eight hours i don't think he needed more you know i mean he, i think he came in and just is like this is it and i'm gonna kill it and he freaking killed it um and, and it's just it was phenomenal from beginning to end for me i love the movie um the the choppiness i i honestly didn't bother me because it is choppy i mean i'll agree with ruben and you guys i mean it is a choppy edit because they edited again so much like so many of these scenes are so out of place from the original Japanese version, it's unreal. Um, which is really what kind of yeah, makes it. A- and
3: honestly, you know, uh, I maybe would not have noticed the choppiness if I hadn't watched '84. Oh, yeah, I don't think I mean, you wouldn't, like, I, I, I really don't think because, I think I wouldn't have noticed and it wouldn't have bothered me, but
2: because it's it's edited that's why when I it's edited like a, yeah. a 1980s action flick from America, I mean, really yeah, with exactly, a lot of horror yeah. tones. Um, And and adding the soundtrack from DEF CON 4 and and taking out some of the soundtrack from the 85 or the 84 film, especially the goodbye Godzilla song really gave it a more horror undertone. Like this to me is definitely the darkest Godzilla film there is as far as the overall tone of the movie, Um, which is probably the reason of the reasons I like it too, because I'm such a horror fanatic. Um, So to me, I I mean the only two negatives on both sides, um, the giant foot and the soundtrack uh, lack of soundtrack on the Japanese side. Travis Swords on the right. Um, that's really it. Uh, other than that, I mean, I love both of these films. Uh, there's so many things I like about these films. Eighty-five takes the time the the candle for me because I mean, obviously, it's my first. Obviously, it's super nostalgic for me. But I mean, I, it's to me, it's it, like Mark was saying. I mean, it's it was the best Godzilla film. It's the best Godzilla film um, up until you know the New Kingdom the Monsters, which Mark likes more. Uh, but to me, the 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 key to it was Raymond Burr. Man, was just huge huge for me because he delivered the lines that I felt were needed to carry the American scenes. Cause if you didn't have him in there, it, this would have been a tragic, tragic film. If you, I don't think you had him. I mean, the biggest thing too, I'm I mean, like his speech at the end, we joke around. Mark was here earlier and I'm going to show you guys how much I know this freaking movie. Here you go. You guys ready?
4: Do it, man. It's time.
2: Okay. Nature has a way sometimes of reminding us of just how small he really is. She occasionally throws up the terrible offspring of our pride and carelessness to remind us of how puny we really are, whether in the face of a tornado, an earthquake, or Godzilla. The reckless ambitions of man are often dwarfed by their dangerous consequences. For now, Godzilla, that strangely innocent and tragic monster, has gone to Earth. Whether or not he returns, or if he'll ever be seen again, the things he has taught us remains.
4: There you go. There you go. There it is. There you go. All right, it's my it's
0: my turn. You ready?
4: Yeah. Ready? Here you go. Have you ever
0: heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> it's not a story good. the Jedi would tell. You. <laughs> We were, we we're
2: watching the movie because I was sitting uh, last night. I Watched the American version with, uh, and my wife was sitting on, on the couch, and she kept looking at me like you're ridiculous because I, I would keep quoting the lines before they would happen. I was telling Mark outside, I was like if I'm really good, I could get Doctor Hayashida's or Professor Hayashida's speech in the American film, and I nailed it outside pretty close. I think um, to it, like I mean, this, this movie, dude, I know it word for word. Uh, this I mean, generically word for word, because um, to me it's huge. It's huge. It's the it's this i mean you've got you've got three major staples in the godzilla fan if you could pick three films that put the whole series together or the are the 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 tri pinnacle or whatever you would say of the godzilla series to me it's the original 54 japanese version 85 and then 2014 to me those are the three top dogs as far as what carried this because this restarted the series and oh, just yeah. in a huge, oh, yeah. huge, huge percent oh,
4: yeah. on that. Yeah. Yes.
0: So if, yeah, if I get, I, if I would say something about that, well, it's, I didn't compare it to 2014, but I, I actually, I compared <clears throat> it to Shin. So I said in, I said of the, th- because I feel like this is one of the few and correct me if I'm wrong. And of course we're not counting 98 or it's just Godzilla versus the world. Yeah, you know what It, I mean? is. it, it really like, is. You're, so you're even right. so, it's you have you have the original, you have eighty five, and you have Shin. I believe those are the only three yeah. words: Godzilla versus the world. Oh, because even twenty fourteen, oh, you man. have the mudos. And, right.
2: and, and I would like to say so, too, when it comes to those three, because you are right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it, it would be mm-hmm. fifty four. This one, and then Shin Godzilla. Uh, but I thought yeah. Japanese version or American version didn't matter as far as what I'm about to say um, for this movie. The I thought the fight sequences between the Japanese Defense Force, including the scene with Super X and Godzilla in this film, were the best of any of the Godzilla films. Like, they were just absolutely top-notch. I think better than Shin, and I even think, as far as the, the attacks on, you know, between the two of them, better than the original. Like, I just felt like in in the original one, of course, I mean, Godzilla was so huge and overpowering that I felt when they were firing their tanks, it's like, this is just stupid and pointless. Like, you're wasting your time. Yeah. But I felt like the fights in this one between the Japanese Defense Force, the Super X, and Godzilla was just awesome. I'm mean, like, I felt like the 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 mech fight between, you know, because that's what Super X is, is a mech, you know, pretty much, was better than pretty yeah. much any other mech fight in Godzilla, period. Uh, I mean, I loved it. I mean, it was just intense through the city. I mean, it, I, it was as entertaining to me as watching Godzilla fight the 74 Meg Godzilla. Like, I thought it was absolutely great. Okay,
0: that's... Okay, yeah, so I have, yeah, I want to follow up with that. I mean, I, obviously, I, I disagree. I, so when I, when I compared it, when I, when I said 54, 85, and, and, or, you know, 84, 85, and Shin, I thought, in my opinion, I thought 85 didn't, did, didn't do the best job in comparison to those in, in a sort of Godzilla versus the world movie, and, like, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, you're right, the Super X was pretty cool, but, like, in this film, I, I, it, it didn't do much for me. It kind of just felt like it was kind of like a mecha Godzilla in the box, and that kind of gets at what you were saying. Um, but it's kind of like in those, in those, like, yeah. And I bring it up because you just said that you liked it more than, it, than versus any mech fight. So that would include any mecha Godzilla fight, correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I would, to me
2: personally, because, and I do it for two reasons. It is to me the best mech fight. So I mean, between this and uh, okay. the fight against Super or, or Super X two, um, against Super X. Three, which I didn't really see that as a fight, more just Super X trying to. So are you, are you counting yeah. the Mecha- yeah. Mecha- yeah. Mecha Godzilla two
3: fight? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm counting game. them
2: all because um, th- there was something about the the those fights, especially Meg Godzilla two, because Meg Godzilla two is, is well, I'm arguably one of the best films of the Heisei series. But when you get to yeah. that point, it kind of has that same formula as every other monster fight. And so while yes it's absolutely amazing it's kind of the same formula I have saw 25 films prior with the Super X okay. fights in this one and this is how I take these film these things I mean it was no holds barred there you know I mean it, at the beginning it's I'm attacking you and you've got to die I mean it was just the gloves were off type deal and they were fighting both sides were and fighting was the for their lives the
3: first time you saw that kind of that kind of besides the mecha Godzilla where the world, I'll use RJ's mm-hmm. term, the world had that kind of firepower.
2: Right, yeah. And to me, when Godzilla wakes up, I have never, just for me personally, I have never, except for maybe King of the Monsters when it comes to Ghidorah and the newer one, I mean, when Godzilla gets up, dude, that's all he cares about. He doesn't, I mean, he has got to, I mean, he just yeah. looks evil and wants to wreak all absolute vengeance. I mean, throwing that building on top of it, it's like he could have blown it up with his ray yeah. or stuff. But no, he had to make sure, it felt pain. I mean, to me, it's like that's all he yeah, knew. Was, this, this thing has got to feel was, pain in that. And die.
3: was, you know what? That's one of the coolest scenes in cool the scene. movie. I'll give it yeah. Out. I forgot. Yeah. About, you mentioned that. That is one of the coolest scenes because he just says, I'm just going to drop this. <laughs> yeah. On you. yeah. Yeah. And just drops yeah.
2: it. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And so, that so, is awesome. For me, that's why. I mean, uh, I mean, and a lot of people will, I'm, I have no doubts. A lot of people will disagree with me on it. And that's totally fine. Everyone loves their favorite mega sites. But because of the way that this fight was, that way it was handled. I mean, just Godzilla's just. I mean, hundred and fifty percent. Well,
3: this this was like I said. I think you're right. You've kind of changed my mind a little bit. You're because this is the first time Godzilla. I mean, he's been challenged by aliens and other monsters, but this is the first time that that we as humans actually had a shot.
2: Yeah, at defeating him. Yeah,
3: you know what I mean. Yeah, we actually had a shot. Now, whether or not you know. This, how the story played out as well. You know, he's knocked out and he's lying there. And they don't know if he's gonna get up or not. And then you know, of course, you know, depending on which version of the film you watch, either Russian accidentally sent that.
2: Right, yep. Or, or did it on purpose. Not, you
3: know, that's a that's a huge they either did it on purpose or it was an accident. I prefer the Japanese version where yeah. it was a pure accident.
2: I do too. Um, um, so of course, the American they got version, a little too. To yeah, but but <laughs> I, hate,
3: I I grew up in the Cold War and all that stuff going on, and I can see you know Russians are the bad guys. So, had that not happened, you know, maybe Super X would have defeated him. You know, we will never know. Of course, right. Um, they'd have to change the story around. But I, you you know, the, the more the more I think about it, you know, you might have convinced me there that that, that was a pretty cool. I mean, they had him on the ropes. You know, they, they, they oh, it did. Out, I mean, and now, when you, whether he gets up, whether he gets up on a 10 count, we don't know now, or we, you
2: know, but right. Yeah. Him on the ropes. I mean, and when you look at Super X in comparison to Godzilla, it's the smallest foe he's ever fought in all 31 films. Yeah, he's never fought a foe as small, nowhere even close. But yet, that thing was able to go toe to toe to him, and that entire last fight sequence, both, both of them, was as entertaining at the least. As any other monster he's ever fought, you know what I mean. uh So I mean that to me. It's, it's, a, bold a, it's
0: a, a bold statement. It's a bold statement. Yeah. I mean, I, a- I I understand that you know you 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 feel that way. You know that's your opinion, but I I don't know. I just I I feel like as y'all talk about, it, I'm like, did I miss something? Cause I I don't know. It, it wasn't. I wasn't like, oh yeah, Super X. Like it was just kind of like, oh. It's a little flying spaceship and it happens to be really powerful. But I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I guess it, it's just me. Nah, that's my it, perception. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then
2: it's totally cool. I mean, I think no one's gonna agree. And of course, I mean, you've seen Star Wars episode three too many times to, you know, <laughs> get a clear view. That's what I mean.
0: That's what I'm trying to I'm trying to put that into perspective. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. Like I it it really is it's just a matter of of taste and, and in I think it's really important it when you saw it as yeah. well. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, like I said, I I I probably definitely see episode three through a lens of nostalgia as well. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I mean, I see all the prequels. I guess I, of I tried myself. to explain that to them,
1: RJ. Yeah, the you know what I mean. But, but, but at the same time, <laughs> but at the
0: same time, <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard because I don't want to say it's simply nostalgia because I honestly believe it's a great film. But I know it plays a part. You know what I mean? So oh I, yeah, yeah,
2: it, it does. So I mean, yeah. you're, now you're, I know you're
0: we're getting into like film viewing philosophy, but like still like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right right well no and it does i mean when you view a film especially when we're talking about this one i mean you know rj you're just now viewing it again kind of for the first time again um right you know but for me this was the first time when i was like five yeah. or six you know so i mean this was my yeah, first that, experience that has a lot to do with
3: it yeah, yeah. Me. oh yes yeah. Me. and you know i've i've thrown that nostalgia word around a lot in a lot of our
0: shows yeah, rose I, tin, I mean, You know, you are you. Yeah, watching it with like rose tinned classes. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. But then yeah, again, you yeah. you want to be fair to the. You want to be fair to the film itself. You know that because I feel like saying that sometimes can just discredit a person's opinion. Yeah. Like, but because like you know like obviously like, obviously some stuff just didn't click with me here, but that doesn't mean it's a bad that or terrible film. film. You know what I mean? Well, so you know, know like, what a good example
3: yeah. is. I'll bring it up. Uh, Rj's taking a class right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, the class is taken is film. It's it's called religion, film, and values, and we recently watched The Exorcist.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: love The Exorcist; it's an amazing horror film. It's extremely Catholic. like like it's I, I I love it. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. um A friend of mine watched it, and he texted me. He said as he was watching it, he said this film is so lame and so boring, and mm-hmm. I got so upset. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? How can you watch The Exorcist and say? yeah, this is lame and boring and not scary. Because, like, I watch it and I'm, like, scared every time and I think it's a masterful piece of art, but this person is just not enjoying it as much as I am and it makes me upset. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, see, and then, but, it,
1: but
2: yeah. he, he's probably, so for, for him, and then, so it's the same case, case in point here, and I know listeners are probably like, what what where'd we go? We're going into film philosophies where we're at here because this movie brings it out in you. Um, you know, so your friend, he's probably went and seen, you know, The Exorcism in Emily Rose or Sinister, you know, so these are, you know, way before he ever saw exorcist where you've seen exorcist before any of those films you know i mean so so for me this like in this case point super x fight was the first godzilla mech fight i ever saw and but you've probably seen you know the godzilla versus meg godzilla first or you know it's yeah it is all that you know what you see how you see when you see it um yeah so yes i mean you know
0: i mean that makes sense that you because i mean my favorite is like i love like you know tokyo sos and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla Godzilla 3, you know, subtitle. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. and so when I compare it to that, it's like, I mean, what am I gonna choose? You know, 85 or Tokyo SOS? You know what I mean? so it's like, yeah, that's how that's, yeah, that's how I see it. But yeah. you're right. Yeah. So. yeah.
2: <laughs> And S.O.S. is awesome. It's fascinating. S.O.S. It was that like...
0: fascinating however, okay. you see that, how everybody sees it differently. Sorry, i may, you know, yeah. my concentration's in philosophy, so I always think about people's perception and, and things, especially when it comes to art and media. So so it's <laughs> going to come up naturally. But, oh, no, dude, I'm yeah. with
2: you 100%. I mean, I remember I was just talking to Pete the other day. He watched a movie called Exists that I'm a huge fan of. Um, the, the, It's a Bigfoot found, hard, found footage horror film. And he saw the ending completely different than the way that I did. And then when I was like, well, this is yeah. how I saw the ending. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I never thought about it that way. Uh, yeah, so everyone's perception <laughs> yeah. is phenomenal. When you go to look at movies, uh, Donnie Darko, when it comes to film perception, is always one of my go-tos because I I, I can watch that film with three completely different storylines. Same movie, nothing nice. changes, yeah, but I can yeah. see it in three totally different lights. And yeah. so the perception is phenomenal for anything. Um, and that's key for this one, especially in a scenario like this when you've got – you know uh the japanese version versus the american one and when you see it yeah i mean it could be <laughs> the, if you're used to modern uh, american cinema and even modern japanese yeah. cinema and then you see this severely edited it, film say,
3: and it, you, you hit the nail on the head with the with the, with the horror movies i notice some people it doesn't have gore and all kinds of violence it's just not a good horror movie and, and i'm not about like i don't i know rj isn't about that i'm no. not about that i no. want to be no, yeah 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 i don't want to be yeah. sitting in my seat yeah, I and i want to go to bed and be thinking about it and saying yeah you know i want to hear i want to go to bed and hear a noise and be scared because i just watched that movie not because you <laughs> do, you know, right. yeah. Because you yeah. yeah, Send a, like 14 jump scares in three seconds at me you know what yeah. i mean like so yeah, yeah. i want to i want to be you know I want to be in bed and hear a noise and get and and (laughs) be scared like oh my god what is that you know oh yeah Uh, and I think uh, being scared you know and the Godzilla movies are the same thing that's we all know this as Godzilla fans there's fans out there that unless it's nonstop monster action from beginning to end it's just a terrible movie
1: yeah right yeah and
3: you got some people say oh you know it lacks a story you know they want a whole story and you can never make a Godzilla fan base. Happy
0: across the board. There's yeah. just no way it's it's to, oh, right. dude! Even it's fans, it's the, very, the I mean, it's, it's the only fan base that I think is
2: worse than the Star Wars fan base. <laughs> it's the only one.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's for me at least. It's Star Wars fans. Then I would put metal fans because metal fans can be pretty bad in regards to their pickiness and what they want. And then uh, that's true. And then probably Godzilla fans. I yeah, Yeah, so.
4: um, but yeah, so, yeah.
2: Uh, I mean. Great movie, whichever one you watch, you're gonna have fun watching it. I mean, uh, even yeah. in Ruben or RJ's case, I mean, you know, he, he didn't like as much on this one, it's still a Godzilla film, you know. What I mean, so I would it's, still,
0: I wouldn't, I would still watch it, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, what I mean, it's,
2: yeah. um, there's definitely, uh, you know, if this is one that you may not like, there's definitely a whole lot worse out there, uh, Godzilla 98, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I right. mean, uh, but I, I uh, mean,
3: I, I would say this for as much as negative I went on, on 85 and versus Return. Either one of those movies would make me happy. Yeah, yeah. If I wanted to watch either one of them, I oh, would yeah. not be disappointed. Yeah. Like, if like if I went to somebody's house and goes, oh, which one would you, you know, put you in your prayer? I'd say, hey, don't matter to me, man. Throw either one on. I'm going to enjoy it.
2: Yeah. yeah, there's you just know, there's so many yeah. amazing Godzilla moments in this film. I mean, one, like one of the ones that yeah. uh, like RJ, you mentioned was a flaw in which I'll agree the scaling was 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 off on that. But like his first appearance at the nuclear power plant, when that guy falls down mm-hmm. and the camera goes up from Godzilla's feet oh, yeah. to his face, that was I mean, scale or not, in my opinion, that was probably one of the greatest entrances of Godzilla. Ever, I mean, that was just was just like, oh, I mean, we well, never
3: that part is actually was correct. It was it, they used the blue screen. It was obvious mm-hmm. on one mm-hmm. and the first three seconds of that appearance, and then it went to when you know when the camera pans up.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, okay, then it go, yeah, it goes
3: back to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that was done perfectly. I agree with you man.
2: 100%. Uh, it's just like, but but, but,
3: but, but even RJ pointed. I, I didn't even notice until RJ said. That doesn't look right, and then we, I kind of looked at it again. I'm like, "You're right." I said yeah, that's a blue screen that they used, which yeah. kind of threw things off. Yeah. The actual camera angle where they where it sweeps up, and and he's looking straight up at Godzilla. You know, yeah. that's and even in that other scene where um they're hiding behind that rock where they escape the
0: building, and they're hiding behind that. Oh rock yeah, yeah. And he's His right foot over comes them. down. Yeah, yeah that, that was cool. right over. That them. was very actually. That's very reminiscent of I thought I when I watched it, it was uh, King of the Monsters and all the. I love how in King of the Monsters they show the action from the from the person's point of view. Like when yeah. when it's uh, I'm, I'm bad for saying it's honestly one of my favorite Godzilla movies. But when it's Millie Bobby's Brown character and King Ghidorah and Godzilla are fighting right above her, and it's just like you feel like you're watching it. it it's yeah. awesome. So that, yeah, that, that yeah. kind reminded yeah, me. Yeah, that, that scene probably. reminded me of that yeah. too. Yeah,
2: you know, I mean, it's so so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's I mean, there's that there there is there's just you know. It, with the American acting inside whatever, I mean, this, this one has just some epic Godzilla moments, especially that end. I mean, like RJ was saying, whether you're watching the Japanese version oh, yeah. or the American version with Raymond's speech, it, it is. It's just, it's such a tragic ending that you go through with this monster and this destruction, and then at the end, you're like, oh my god, I mean, you're ready to weep.
3: That ending is on par with like, uh,
2: Destroya, which was yeah. supposed yeah. to
3: be the end of an era. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: oh you yeah, know? absolutely. Godzilla
3: versus Destroya, which is supposed to be the end of an era there. Mm-hmm. That ending is on par with that. Yeah, I think I would say both are really sad too. Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. Well, so um, you guys got anything else? We'll to the stomp ratings. We can do the stomp ratings.
0: Uh, right. Well, I I mean, I just want to. I I hope I didn't. You know, I don't want to ruin anybody's enjoyment of this film. I was just this is how I, <laughs> you know perceived the film. I don't want to come off as like you know a, hey, a it, jerk it, or whatever. You didn't stop Mark on <laughs> <shut the launch laughs> Wow, well, right? man! Well, i can tell off. you okay. what. <laughs> I, just, I don't <laughs> want. I don't want to. You know, I know how it feels to have, you know, like I said, I know how it feels to have something you really like to be completely trashed for somebody else. Like with the, yeah. with the, no, no, Revenge man, that's it or whatever. So, <laughs> so I don't wanna, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. You can enjoy whatever you want. We enjoyed it differently. Yeah, that's that's it. all I want to say. <laughs> but yeah. No, 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 no. Show. Thank RJ, you. RJ, totally fine. Because <laughs> you
2: give that opposite, you know, I mean, because if you let just me run with this film and nobody else, I'm going to paint this film like the greatest movie of all time. Because I mean, I, you know, and I will defend it to the end, but then you need that opposite too on anything saying, okay, let's bring it back down to earth a little yeah. bit. Here's these issues, you know. I mean, just like you know, we talk about, and I will always give Revenge of the Sith a hard time because of, yeah, yeah. Hayden Christensen screaming no. Like, the I mean, he took the to me, <laughs> the galaxy's greatest bad guy and made him the greatest pansy in 30 seconds flat. <laughs> Like, oh, I couldn't stand it. He just
0: that.
4: lost his woman. Wait wait, minute, wait, wait, wait Hold on. I think you said <laughs> Hayden
0: Princeton says no. I'm pretty sure that's not him that says no. Wouldn't it be the original voice of Darth Vader, James Earl Jones? Uh-oh.
2: What I, I when he said, James no. did it. No, I thought it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> whoever Uh-oh. did it because that's not Hayden Chris's voice. Well, well, whoever did it ruined it right there, okay. That scene, and, and, But Dang. in the he just, he said, said, he just said,
3: said James Earl Jones was a drum. terrible actor? <laughs> Dang, hey, then, did you
2: just say then, that James Earl Jones was a terrible <laughs> actor? Then I, dude, I'm what I'm gonna yell at James for it. And Mark, I mean, it just that Mark, that you scene, hear that, Mark? I, I'm listening dude, to him Yeah, that scene was <laughs> was horrible. I mean, to me, that was just so so bad, but. When I go and look at *Rings of the Sith*, though, there are so many things that are actually phenomenal about the movie. The fight between him Obi Wan and, and Anakin—that's, oh, yeah, s- to me, that is the greatest fight in Star Wars history, period. Well, I'm,
0: I'm glad, I'm glad you agree. I, th- I didn't think you'd say that. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's, everything yeah.
2: else about the movie, you know, eh. <laughs> I mean, Samuel Jackson—I mean, I'll take it—really got cut to the curb, you know. But, but I mean, but yes, I mean that. I mean, the one—and I've said this before on the show, uh, the previous show—I think, Ruben, you can test for this. um, the best line in Hayden Christensen's career as Anakin was the I hate you line in that fight scene. That was the first time and yeah. only time everyone's thought, okay, the dude can act. Um, you know, that was just me or me personally. <laughs> but even then, you know, I mean, like there's a lot of negatives that I could point out, but there's still some good that I will definitely point out. But you got to have those opposites to, and it makes things interesting in the yeah. discussion better. So I know this is not Godzilla related, but how
3: would you fix that scene with no? the city that you hate that you don't like how would you change like if you're the director what would you tell him how would you end
2: it i guess how, we, okay synopsis. um when was, this is how I'm i would end curious. it okay are you ready <laughs> okay here we go yeah. Yeah. he gets he gets the mask put on and then he asks where padme is and the emperor says you killed her i would have had hayden or you know whoever come out of that chair grab the emperor by the throat and say no i didn't kill her like in just a low just mad but on the verge of crying tone no i didn't kill her and then the emperor does the jedi mind trick or however you would do it touches him on the head and puts in his memory or in his mind him killing her and then he just falls takes off the mask and then his deformed face—you just see one tear come out of the right of his eye. Boom, credits.
0: Well, you thought about this before. <laughs> nope, that was, literally just that, is that was literally just that was just off the cuff right there. I Promise
2: you, that was off the cuff. So,
3: so him crying is less wimpy than him yelling? No, no, no
2: not crying. One tear, just one, because you can still be freaking bad as all get out, and you are allowed one tear. That's it. More than that, then no, you're you're a big sissy. When it comes to those movies, wow. I mean, wow. I, mean I, I probably
0: would have enjoyed that ending as well, but you know, you know, that's that's a conversation. I talking, uh, yeah,
3: I remember talking about this over and over again and saying this. I wanted to end with him putting his mask on. Yeah, if they would have just ended it there. I didn't need to know how upset he was about Padme. I didn't need to know that. Yeah, if they yeah, I mean, they could have cut, cut that out, and have been fine. Rise Lord, Rise Lord Vader,
0: and then that's the true. theme song starts playing
3: Prince role
0: been- in the movie. That's it. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, even if it had just cut from him getting the suit put on to the very last scene where he's looking at the Death Star with his arms crossed. Yeah. That would have been that would have been cool. That, been <laughs> yes, <right there. laughs> yeah. that would be the answer,
3: I don't need yeah. to know. I don't <laughs> need <laughs> to know. I don't need to know because once he becomes Darth Vader, he becomes emotionless and he shouldn't have any emotions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah, see, but look, but see then then Ruben when you look there, he comes Darth Vader, like what I was saying there a minute, he takes the mask off and drops the one tear. That's the tear is the last of his emotion. All gone. It all ends ah, right there. Yeah. Ooh, that's that. good. That's, that's good. We're going to have to
0: reshoot that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get a, our, our high budget of, of $45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if y'all ever do an episode, or I don't know if y'all have already done it. We episode. did a Star Wars Oh, you, episode, you did a Star yeah. Wars episode? Okay. Well, yeah. re, uh, repcon it. Now I'm coming back in. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but, all right. So, um, yeah. So, stop writing. Uh, both movies, man. Honestly, across the board. I mean, because it was pretty varied. Um, as far as, you know, the ratings, I mean, RJ definitely gave this the lowest. I gave it the highest and you and uh, Mark and Ruben were kind of in between. Um, both movies came out with a solid, with a four, um, 85 came out technically with a 3.75, but we've been doing the whole rounding deal to, you know, try and keep it smooth. Yeah, it's a four. Um, um, so four, and I
3: think a four on both of them would be, I mean, you know, average would be, I think it's, that's different. above average. Yeah. So it's above average. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, yeah. I call oh, it yeah. above yeah. average. Yeah. Above I mean, they're not. Not I mean, perfect films. I'd watch
3: films. that over Godzilla's Revenge. I'd watch it over Godzilla's Revenge any day of the week. Oh man,
2: I'd watch. <laughs> I'd watch it over. And of course, this is just me. I mean, because I gave it fives. I, I won't lie. Gave both films fives. Uh, I would watch this over any other Godzilla film other than the original. Like more than any other one. Like, but it's you know, it's me. This is nostalgic wise. And,
3: and the only difference, the only difference between me and Sludge is I gave Return the five and I gave the eighty five the four. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's so, the only yep. difference. Yeah. Yeah. We just flipped oh, he gave them both fives and I just I, I had to you know one I thought one was better than the other. So that's the only reason I did that.
2: All right. Well there it is, man. So you guys heard us a four across the board from us you got to hear it from a good spectrum. I mean, from, from the, the the very negative side to the very positive side. A lot went into this movie. There's a lot that happens between both films that makes a difference. Um, very different movies. I mean, of course, now this movie uh, has achieved cult status at this point on both sides of the fence, being the Japanese version and the American version. Uh, but a fun movie, man. If you've not seen this one, uh, definitely recommend checking it out. It is kind of, unless you don't have a VHS, going to be harder to find the 85 version nowadays, unfortunately. Uh, doesn't get played on TV at all um it is easier which is weird to say right now but it is easier to get a pick up a copy of God's on that 84 here in America than it is to, to get 85. Yeah, that makes a, sense that makes sense, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah crazy right that's yeah, crazy very very odd so but, i mean but you can go
3: on to I mean you can go on to that uh, that uh internet archive site and red menace has got a pretty good
2: that's right Yeah, that, that's the one we saw
3: yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yep so if you go to archive.org um, they've got a lot of, I mean, millions of videos on there, uh, but you can find Godzilla 1985 on archive.org and watch from there. Um, and check it out. I mean, it's fun. It's, I mean, both of them are great movies. Both of them have their flaws, uh, but both just fun Godzilla films. They reek, they kickstarted in an era and brought Godzilla back to popularity again. Um, and a lot of other monster genres. So, um, but there you go, man, the, we'll have to wrap this up. Cause I mean, if you leave it to sludge, I could talk about this movie all night long. And uh, we don't want to do that. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're right. But, we can go
3: three hours on this easy.
2: Oh, I could, man. I could. There were so many ready, other details about hand like, hand the production of oh, yeah. this <laughs> film and stuff that I just didn't even get into. Yeah, he, he could just keep going and going and going. Oh, man. it's This is it. This is Sludge's film. So, man, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, thank you to RJ for jumping in on with us on this film again. We appreciate that a lot. Um, and thank you for letting me give you a hard time about Star Wars Episode 3. Um, I,
0: thank you for letting me critique your favorite Godzilla film. Man. Hey, yeah. Not a, I didn't I, know going in yeah. that I was going to be critiquing your favorite Godzilla film. But <laughs> oh, no, it's all right, man. I appreciate it. I like getting
2: the the negative side of things. Um, except for Ship of Monsters when Mark just was totally it wrong. You, Why, is Why is it? Why is it
4: that... I trash a movie, and I am still catching it. Aren't they? They didn't even, they didn't even say, tell you what you rated the thing. Oh, I don't know. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. All right. So, guys, definitely hope you enjoyed it. Uh, of course, now, next um, episode this month will be... Hey, Mark, look, you hated Shipping Monsters, but it's we're giving you... Time for the legend. We're giving you the legend of Boggy <laughs> Creek, so um, which is very fun, um, docu- mockumentary, yeah, um, yeah. Bigfoot movie from the 70s. Um, well, I think maybe my first Bigfoot film I ever saw was this one, um, so it...
4: Uh, game because of mark so it's going to be tons of fun one um, of the best bathroom scenes in oh ever i
2: love it man i think the only better bathroom scene is probably the one from bad milo but that's totally not a big oh, yes. movie yeah. at yeah, all yeah, so, we, right. but, but anyway so again thank you guys so much this is sludge and mark
0: oh and rj and it's reuben <laughs> over here right next to him <laughs>
2: y'all have a good night <laughs>
4: The flesh wound. Ah.